Hi, this is Tom Field. I'm Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group, and I'm talking today with Van Abernathy. He is the Senior Product Manager with NS Focus. Van, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate taking the time. So we're in the U.S. now, and you tell me that typically people will come up to you and say, NS Focus, who are you? Right. But in Asia... In Asia, we're a very big player. Um, you know, if, if you're in China... Japan, Singapore, Malaysia, South Korea, you've heard of NS Focus because we protect some of the largest infrastructure, critical infrastructure there, from telco to mobile from telco to mobile providers to gaming companies, banks, you name it, we're in there. DDoS has been the big thing, particularly in the U.S. with financial institutions, for yes. nearly a year now. Yes. You folks are big on anti-DDoS. My first question is, what are the big DDoS trends that you're responding to now? One of the things that we've seen that, that has really alarmed us is the rise in the application layer attacks. And the reason why this is so alarming, the, the, the big network spike attacks, whether it's the TCP floods, the ACT floods, the SIM floods, you know, those types of attacks we've been dealing with for years. A lot of, there's, there's a lot of institutional knowledge about how to deal with these attacks. I mean, they're still overwhelming. They can still be damaging, but there's no back-end damage. The application layer attacks, however, are potentially damaging to your critical infrastructure. That's where these attacks go in and use up server resources, application resources, database resources, and exhaust those, and that can actually cause damage to those resources. So it's not just the DDoS attack that you have to worry about, it's what happens to those applications when they get exhausted so badly. So that's one of the things that we in particular have been focusing on is detection of application layer attacks and mitigation, because when an application layer attack comes in, it's actually a legitimate request. It's like you as a user trying to access your banking records. That's what, you know, but there's just thousands of those coming in in a microsecond. So that's what an application layer attack is. As I said before, we're in the U.S. right now. We're seeing DDoS attacks against right. financial institutions. What are the trends in the other global marketplaces? They actually tend to be about the same as you, as you see here in the United States. Now, the attacks that you see here in the United States tend to get all the press. You know, big financial institutions. Um, we recently all heard about the big spam house attack where they use DNS amplification to, to create this big 300 gigabit attack. You know, that attack, that, that type of attack has been around for years, uh, and it's easily defeated if you have the right equipment in place. So, but the tr one of the trends that we've been noticing is the actual length of the DDoS attacks have been growing shorter, but more frequent. And we've seen the DDoS attacks actually almost be programmatical. So the attack is going to last for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours, however the case might be. And it, you can almost clearly define it. If we can recognize what the botnet is, I can pretty much tell you ahead of time how long that attack is going to last. And we've also seen more frequent attacks. So while you're, you know, you're, you're under attack, then all of a sudden the attack stops, and the attack starts again, and the attack stops. So we're seeing more a frequency of attacks ramped up against the same institution as opposed to previously it was like a one and done, or you know, you might get attacked now or might get attacked later. So that's one of the trends we've seen. It's a crowded marketplace. Mm -hmm. Everybody's anti-DDoS now. <laughs> How do you distinguish yourselves? <clears throat> well, first off, there's, there's really only a couple of players, true players in the anti-DDoS market. There's a lot of people that claim anti-DDoS, whether it's repurposed IPS systems, next-gen next -gen firewalls. You know, everybody says, oh, I can do anti-DDoS. But to do true anti-DDoS, if you're using a pure signature-based model, you're, you're effectively becoming an agent of the DDoSer because the way these attacks come in, if you're doing... Um, deep packet inspection, 
you're going to exhaust your resources because even at, at some of the attacks that we've seen, we recently saw an attack with one of our customers, um, and this was just a basic network-based attack, was only about three gigs. It wasn't a big attack, but it was eight million packets per second. Three gigs, eight million. These were in infinitesimal packets. And any normal system, you're, if you have a next-gen firewall, if you have an IPS system, it's just going to get crushed. I mean, it's just, it, there's just no way they can handle 8 million unless you have big, you know, carrier-grade stuff sitting there waiting for it. So one of the things, when we talk about anti-DDoS, we talk about, you know, doing offline detection, and you know, and then we move the mitigation over, and we can handle true packet per second. Uh, like I said, we handled we ate an eight million to, an eight million packet per second attack, and our CPU was clocking at like thirty three percent. We just like oh okay. <laughs> In your opinion, your perspective: Are the DDoS attacks that we're seeing globally done more for disruption or more for distraction? Oh wow! It really depends on the target. Um, in talking to again financial institutions. It, if you take away the hacktivism that's been going on against the U.S. the banks, by and large, when we see attacks against um, financial institutions, they're distracting. Um, the same thing. Whereas, if you're talking about the gaming industry, it's disruptive. So, it, you really almost have to look at it from an industry by industry basis to see where where the attacks are. Um, but you know, one of the things we have noticed is you know, criminal act. Criminal DDoS is still the predominant one as opposed to hacktivism. It's just hacktivism gets all the press. Hacktivism gets the press, the criminals get the proceeds. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Van, one of the other areas you focus on a lot is anti-malware. So I'd like to ask you, what are some of the malware trends, threat vectors, actors even, that you're oh, wow. seeing that are really getting your attention? Yeah, I mean, the, the malware... One of the things that we've been tracking recently, and then when I say recently, really within the last three or four years, is the advanced persistent threats, where we're beginning to see threat vectors that, you know, even back in the mid 2000s, we wouldn't even imagine. You know, the you know, they're still using tried and true methodology. You know, phishing still works. You know, why why give up on something that still works? But the way that they fish has become. And I don't want to use the word ingenious, but it's ingenious. I mean, it's the, they, they, the scouting that takes place now when they're trying to get into an organization is above and beyond anything we've seen, you know, going back from the beginning. Because it used to be you give something to somebody, they, you get in, you know, but people are becoming more aware of it. So now they're starting to find threat vectors that are asymmetrical. And we're also starting to see a lot more lateral movement within an organization once that initial breach has occurred. So when you start talking about malware threats, it's not just, oh, I installed a Trojan and it's doing something nefarious, but now it's, I've installed this piece of malware and it's, you know, it may sit there dormant for a couple months and then activate and move laterally. And so finding this stuff, here's one of the things, I, I actually had a good, great conversation uh, with a consulting group a couple of weeks ago. And what I've been telling people is, you're really not going to stop this stuff. You almost you need to take your mindset away from. I mean, don't give up on antivirus, anti malware, firewalls, intrusion prevention systems. You still have to do all those things, but don't focus so much on the protection side. You need to be working more on the forensic side. You need to understand what the threat vectors are, how you can get infected, how to look for these things, and try to try to find these things as quickly as you possibly can 
Because nine times out of ten, you're just not going to see it. You're going to be so worried about the wall that you built. Once they, you know, you've got all your forces up on the wall, they're back in the keep right now stealing the gold. You have no idea. So that forensics to find out and doing this, you, you have to do forensics as part of your operational maintenance too. Don't just say, oh, we're going to do a six-month annual review, of, you know, six-month review of my reports. No, as part of your regular maintenance cycle. When you do a backup, have a forensic analyst part of the, as part of that cycle. And if you work that in, you don't add a lot of additional burden to your IT folks to do the work. Good. I appreciate your time and your thoughts no, today. No, very much. Thank you very much.